You are listening to Forward, a podcast of island readers and writers. This is your host, Taylor Mace. Joining me today is very special guest, Gigi Georges. She is the author of Down East, Five Main Girls and the Unseen Story of Rural America. Gigi has had a career in policy, politics, and academia. She worked in policy at the Clinton White House. She has uh, taught political science at Boston College and served as program director for the Harvard Kennedy School. Um, She is just a multi-talented woman and we at Island Readers and Writers are very fortunate to have her as a member of our board of directors helping um, guide IRW and our mission. Um, Gigi, thanks for joining me today to talk about Down East. Thank you, Taylor. It's great to be with you today. Gigi, can you share what Down East is about? Yes, Taylor, this is a book that's been years in the making. Uh, It's based on intimate reporting um, and deep friendships over uh, the past four or so years. But Down East follows five young women as they come of age in Washington County, Maine, which as you know from your amazing work through IRW is the last coastal county in the state that runs just north of Southwest Harbor and up to the Canadian border. Uh, It's a stunning place and one of the most geographically isolated regions on the Eastern seaboard. The the story of Down East follows these five girls who grow up in this area of dwindling populations and vanishing job opportunities and pervasive opioid addiction. And as they reach adulthood, they discover that despite significant challenges, there is much to celebrate in their hometowns. Their stories remind us of the value of timeless ideals, of strength and strength of family and community, of reverence for nature's rule, and of dignity in hard work, and most, all, most of all, of the enduring power of home. You um, split your time between New Hampshire and Southwest Harbor. Can you tell me where the inspiration for Down East came? Absolutely, Taylor. Um, It's been a bit of a journey. You know, I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. So I'm really a city kid who grew up in an immigrant family. And um, I went on to um, grow a tremendous love for books at an early age and went on to pursue a PhD in public policy and education. And um, as you mentioned, much to my big Greek family surprise, uh, landed a job in the White House um, at a fairly young age during the Clinton years. Um, when that was over, I returned back to New York to work on uh, policy issues, especially in education. Uh, and it was all through an urban policy lens. But then there was a change. My family and I resettled, as you mentioned, in New Hampshire um, and also uh, found ourselves able to spend a lot more time in Southwest Harbor, which we all love so much, my husband, my daughter and I. Uh, So over time, my personal lens and my professional focus reoriented toward the more rural America that I've called home for the past 15 years. Um, 
And as I began to raise my daughter there, Margot, who's now nine, I became more and more attuned to this dominant downbeat narrative about rural America. And it was just in so many ways at odds with both my lived and my observed experience. So that's where this book inspiration really came from. I reached out to a local friend uh, who I think you know and is a friend of IRW as well, Reverend Scott Planting, who was then the head of the Maine Seacoast Mission. And we had a long talk um, because just as IRW does, they serve Washington County and the islands um, off the Maine coast. And he said, you know, go just up the road an hour from Southwest Harbor and what, you, what you're going to find there may surprise you. And so I did. And he, uh, I started talking to teachers, um, the school superintendent there, uh, took regular trips to down East Washington County, really trying to formulate where I would take those talks. And um, I quickly discovered that Reverend Planting was right, that um, there was a great story to tell about young women in particular in down East Washington County, and that it was a story that also one could find in other parts of rural America about the way in which these girls were excelling, um, often surpassing the boys in academics, sports, arts, and, and generally in ambition uh, and leadership. And that their journeys were worth telling because we haven't really heard the voices of young women from rural America uh, very much in the past uh, many decades. One thing that is so powerful about your book besides the beautifully lyrical narration is the um, the depth in which you were able to um, get into these five girls' lives and their families. I'm curious how you came upon these five girls, how you um, sort of selected to follow them and um, how you were able to get access um, to, that, to that level in their lives. It's a great question, Taylor. I, I started, uh, Thanks to the introductions that I had, I um, I was able to spend a little bit of time with the school principal there um, uh, at Narraguegas High School, and she offered to have me sit down with uh, groups of students. Uh, and at that point, it wasn't just girls, but it was both both young men and young women, and just talk to them and uh, ask them their feelings about growing up in Down East Washington County about their hopes and challenges and opportunities uh, that they foresaw for their futures. And I did that uh, now over four years ago. And from there, I um, began to think about this question of the girls. And so I um, sort of zeroed in on talking to a number of the girls that that were in those informal focus groups and spending a little bit of time with them. And um, as time went on, uh, out of that, I uh, focused on these five young women. 
And the way in which I came to that was, um, of course, both on their willingness to spend time with me because we ended up spending a lot of time together, uh, but also on the way in which I felt that, that the five of them taken together exemplified what is going on in this moment in down East Washington County. And we're able to provide the, the richness of story and the, the different journeys and yet overlapping narratives at the same time that gave me the themes that I was able to move forward on. And I am so grateful to those five girls because they gave me such a gift of trust and friendship uh, that I, you know, I know I will always treasure. What are some of the challenges that the Washington County communities face? Taylor, there are just a number of challenges that that uh, the, the Washington County community faces. Um, you know, I don't know if um, many people sort of know this. Uh, I know that that Mainers do know this, but certainly those outside of Maine um, may not know uh, just the level of poverty in Washington County, nearly 30% of the kids who are growing up in Washington County live in poverty. And more of those kids are persistently poor than anywhere in the New England states. Um, I think we often think of Maine, right? Uh, particularly outsiders think of Maine as this beautiful place to vacation, and it is that. But there are real challenges, and alongside that, that poverty, um, which is often intergenerational poverty, uh, there is the problem uh, that so many communities, rural and otherwise, have been facing, and that is the opioid crisis. Uh, Washington County is particularly hard hit, uh, and uh, the um, folks there are just uh, struggling with the notion and the reality that there, there isn't a family um, in uh, that area that uh, hasn't been touched in some way by a family member, uh, a, uh, a friend, um, someone in their community that they know very well because these communities are so tight-knit. Uh, well, that's been that's been touched by this opioid crisis, um, and it rests heavily on the community, uh, and and it is unfortunately exacerbated by the fact that uh, there are so few resources nearby uh, to help um, address the crisis. Uh, things are so spread out. This is also true in terms of access to healthcare. Uh, that um, you have a number of hospitals um, that are throughout Maine that have struggled, particularly in the rural areas, um, to stay afloat, and uh, that there is the distances are so great. So it it it, it all comes together um, to form what is just a, you know a very challenging situation and one that has been challenging. Uh, through generations. On the other hand, one of the things that I thought was so important in, in telling the story of Down East and in telling the story of these five young women and the community in which they live was the notion that despite these many challenges, there is reason for optimism. Um, and that 
these girls who face tensions and difficult times and tragedies in their lives to varying degrees, that they embody this resilience and this clear-eyed sense of the re not only the region's shortcomings, but also an overwhelming connection to the place they come from. They have a fierce loyalty to their community. Uh, they have grown up with a great deal of respect for hard work and tradition, and they've all uh, grown up working at the same time as they've pursued their education and worked hard at it. Uh, and above all, that even though places like Down East Washington County are constantly dealing with uh, difficulties, the difficulties I just talked about, um, they have a very strong desire to stay and build rather than abandon their hometowns. Uh, and I thought too that what was really important was to tell a story about uh, not just the one in a million, right? That we keep hearing about uh, from rural America who escapes and that, that success is defined as escaping and doing well. And in many ways, not looking back, uh, but to shine a light and broaden the lens on rural places like Down East Washington County to show that there are many young people uh, who are choosing to stay connected to their hometowns, uh, whether it's by going back uh, as Audrey Barton in the book is very much planning to, uh, to get her graduate degree at UMaine and go back and uh, live in the area and be a speech pathologist, which is one um, career that is in great demand in terms of services. So whether it's doing something like Audrey does, um, or frankly, um, following a different route like Josie does, who's now at Yale, where she almost certainly won't go back to live there, but she feels such a strong connection to the place she grew up that she will always uh, return. And she uh, has a longing to help in any way she can, wherever she is. And I thought that those stories were important to tell. Uh, time will tell how this will all unfold, but um, it is exciting to be able to, as I said, shine this light on some of the really good things that are going on and doing so through an exploration of the journey of these five young women. One passage I found really interesting was on um, Josie and her family and how they were sort of atypical for Washington County because her family prioritized education and reading and that that was just sort of weaved into the fiber of their family, whereas that um, those pursuits were atypical for for down east. Why? Why would you say that was? So, so Josie is an interesting story. They all are, of course. Uh, I think that that what was atypical more than anything was um, because I think uh, so many families in in Down East do really care about their kids getting an education, uh, and and we see that strain. Um, through and through that even if there are there are fam parents and there are many who 
may not have finished high school or um, may not have gone on to college, that they want their they want the very best for their kids in terms of education. Um, but in Josie's case, I think what was atypical was um, a couple of things. One, that the family uh, was not multi-generational, that um, the grandparents had come from Pennsylvania as part of the Back to the Land movement. Uh, and that, that the parents themselves were um, prioritized reading from an early age and spent a tremendous amount of time with the girls, Josie and her sisters, reading books, sharing books with them, playing music, uh, and cultivating the education gene in them, the education side of them in a very active way. Uh, and you know, not all families have the luxury to do that. They 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 are not a a wealthy family, but they did prioritize that, and it was interesting to see in the way in which that carried through to Josie and her sisters, and ultimately, as the story goes, um, took her uh, to Yale, where she was the second uh, from the school ever to go to Yale. The first being her older sister. We see later on in the book how Im important the role of the supportive principal and other teachers at the high school play in these teenagers' lives. What conclusion did you come to um, when sort of um, observing that um, sort of phenomenon? You know, it was really interesting to see up close the power of what we often talk about when we talk about the importance of mentors in education and role models. And so we see in this story in particular, but not limited to um, the school principal, uh, uh, the art teacher and the English teacher uh, who are whose stories are woven into the stories of these girls in Down East. Uh, all of whom happen to be women, um, serving as tremendous role models for all five girls in different ways. We also see this uh, in addition uh, through athletics with uh, the coach, the basketball coach. And, you know, basketball is, is really so big uh, in down East Washington County as it is in uh, throughout Maine, right, at the high school level. Uh, and we see that role model um, in the high school bat girls basketball coach, Olivia Marshall, who also is a powerful and fierce lobster fisherman in her own right. Uh, and she inspires uh, one girl in particular, McKenna, to go on and take on lobster fishing as a career while still going on to uh, college uh, to earn a business degree. And, you know, I think the biggest takeaway in this from that and from those stories is just that simple fact that we know being underscored about the importance of having strong role models, having act active mentors, and for them to shine a light on what is possible for these girls and open a world and a worldview that they may not have gotten otherwise. Uh, and I just, I, I just found um, those stories and those examples 
truly powerful. And I know that they are replicated in schools in rural places and urban places across the country, but we can't underscore those enough uh, to provide uh, what is meaningful um, in the importance of relationships. That, that notion of connectedness and relationships from adults who are serving as role models is, is tremendous. Uh, that can be inside the school, but it also can be outside of the school. Uh, honestly, the, the work that Island Readers and Writers does and why I love it so much and why I'm so honored to be on the board uh, is one great example of, of bringing books into the, the world of young children from a young age from rural places where they might not have access, but not just books, the actual authors themselves and bringing that to life and inspiring that love of reading through that, uh, that's tremendous. Um, so the connections, right, that are made, um, so important. Uh, and the kind of um, organized outreach through nonprofits, uh, particularly nonprofits that are uh, homegrown or come from uh, within the state uh, where, where things are truly relatable and the people are truly relatable, I think that's incredibly important. Uh, I think in education, the other piece that I talk about in the book, I write about in the book um, because it was so important to the community is the notion that in addition to encouraging kids to go to four-year colleges and pursue liberal arts, if that's what they desire, uh, to just as importantly, um, allow them to the access to vocational or career and technical education, uh, because there are so many young people who want to be in fields like boat building um, uh, or other related fields, um, child care and other related fields, uh, nursing, who, who crave that kind of uh, career and technical education. And for many, many years, down East Washington County didn't have good access to that. Um, and only thanks to the, the, uh, the incredible work of the superintendent there, uh, alongside with the school principal that I mentioned, um, this wonderful woman who goes by Lauren Donovan in the, in the, in the book, uh, they were able to get that brought close by just in the last couple of years. Um, so those are just a few things. Um, in addition to just one last piece that I think is so important and that I do think is thriving in down East Washington County um, and ought to be taken note of. And that is the tremendous strength of community connectedness. Uh, the way in which um, people help each other, families help each other, uh, and, and particularly the way in which they do so through, um, through local organizations, through local churches, and just by opening their own homes if they are just have a little bit more than those around them. Um, and that is um, an, incredible, uh, an incredible thing to watch uh, the notion that in a place as geographically isolated as what down East Washington County, and it is geographically isolated, um, as you know, Taylor, that, that notion that it is not, however, isolated in the sense of social capital and human connectedness. And we ought to celebrate that even while recognizing the many challenges that communities like those in down East Washington County still have.
Are you still in touch with the girls and their families? And, and are they excited about the book coming out? I am. Uh, I, I am so fortunate that all five girls have really become friends and um, that they've not only given me, as I said, the gift of their trust, uh, but that they've been willing to put up with me all these four years that I've been hanging out with them. And uh, we're still very much in touch. We're, we're in touch regularly. Um, they've all read the book and uh, they uh, um, all feel good about it. And I'm so happy about that. That means more to me than frankly anything to know that they feel good about their stories and the way in which um, I've told them because um, it, it took a lot of faith and trust in someone that they didn't know. Uh, and that the same goes for their families and for the, the, the broader community who just um, opened their doors and their hearts to me. And it's just a, a really wonderful feeling uh, to know that I've been given that gift. Down East, Five Main Girls and the Unseen Story of Rural America is out now. Um, I highly suggest that you read this this beautifully written and clearly well-researched, um, immersive book. Um, it is just, as Gigi mentioned, shining a light on um, sort of this corner of rural America that, um, you know, often people have a perception of that that is not always um, accurate. So, Gigi, thank you so much. And we look forward to... Um, seeing you on your, your book tours and, and wish you all the success in the world on this amazing book. Thank you so much, Taylor. It was such a pleasure to talk with you today. For more about Island Readers and Writers programs, visit www.islandreadersandwriters.org.